we'll be doing stuff like this more often. I hope this is a regular thing. See, what happens is, you know, there's a certain percentage that come in time for the start of worship. And then as worship goes on, people come in, you turn around and you look, oh, it's, it's tripled in size since the beginning of the service. Yeah. Well, those people don't get any fellowship. Yeah. But we're going to get you. So even if you come early, if you come late, or if you don't come at all, we're going to come get you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Jesus is in the house, people. And uh, uh, I, have a, I have a theory about Christianity is that uh, I've got, the scripture says it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that lives in me. And you've got the same Jesus in you that I have in me. So my responsibility is come to a group of people. Come, whenever I come somewhere, I bring my Jesus, and he wants to play with your Jesus. You come here, you share your Jesus with me, and we just, our Jesus get together and we have a good time. Amen. That's fellowship. It's called cornonia. Amen? And I, who did the decorating? Somebody rose up your hand. Who? Thank you. Beautiful job. Beautiful job. Very appreciative. Uh, we, we haven't done any kind of Christmas decorations because of the transition and things like that, but uh, very beautiful. It's, it's just thank you so much. I know it takes a lot of time. Uh, I would have you turn into your Bibles, please, and uh, you need to get used to that. We are, uh, we are, meaning we mean uh, the Holy Ghost. Uh, the Holy Ghost is the great teacher. Everybody understands that, right? Matter of fact, let's just stop and pray and acknowledge His presence in here this morning. Holy Spirit, we honor you in this place. We magnify you. We make you larger, louder, and mightier in this room right now. Recognize the fact that you're the great teacher that Jesus sent you here to teach us things pertaining to your kingdom. Holy Spirit, we allow you to do what you do best at this very moment, and that's teach us. We humble ourselves. We give you praise and we give you glory. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. All right, if you would turn into your Bibles, well, we're going to be going through a lot of Scripture this morning. Uh, it may be a little bit different than what you're used to, and we're going to talk about that. But turn into the book of Luke, two main Scriptures, Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2. And naturally, we're going to be talking about a lot of Scriptures, especially during this time of year, that that you have heard probably all your lives. Uh, you can follow along if you'd like to. You don't have to. That's going to be a real familiar story to you. But we're going to start in Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed uh, are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now we're going to stop right there. And we're going to go back. First of all, she was in Nazareth. Nazareth, you need to understand, Nazareth was a little bitty town out of the way. 
It wasn't, you, matter of fact, you had to go off the main road to get there. And the story we're fixing to read about, this whole passage, of the, this whole Christmas story, we, uh, everybody knows about the nativity, and it's, a, it's almost like a tradition, uh, and we see it the same way, but we really don't see it the way the Bible has said that it really is. There is so much here that we need to understand. This is about grace and faith. Uh, it's a perfect picture of grace and faith. It's a perfect picture of, of vision and provision. You realize that if you have a vision from God, He is pro His vision. He provides for vision. That's where we get the word provision. So if your vision is from God, guess what? The provision is on its way. You're not left out there by yourself. We're going to see in this passage of Scripture as we go along six things you need to do to fulfill the will of God in your life. This right here, this passage of Scripture in Luke, in Luke 1 and Luke 2 is a perfect example of how to apply the Word that you hear every, every day in your life and make it come to pass on a regular basis. This is how powerful this passage of Scripture is. This just isn't a nativity story. This is the beginning of the rest to come. Amen. For 400 years, God had been quiet. In between the Old Testament and the New Testament, in some of your Bibles, you'll have a page, one page that says 400 silent years on it. God didn't speak for 400 years. Now, I think January the 3rd is the first Sunday in January, something like that. January the 3rd, we're going to begin a series. I usually teach in series. We're going to begin a series that you don't want to miss. It is going to be the beginning of the rest to come for this family. So you need to go out and tell everybody that you know that something's going to start taking place January the 3rd here, the first Sunday of the new year. We're going to be beginning a series that's going to lead us into the rest to come. It's going to lay a foundation just like it did here. Back to the story. First of all, Nazareth was a, a small little town out of the way, and the angel came to a virgin named Mary. And uh, one of the things here that you see here is that Mary was startled by this. When the angel came in, it gives us the impression that she was actually in a house. And that when the angel came in, the angel was, did something a little different than what was normal. Because the Bible says that she was startled about the type of greeting that it was. My interpretation of that is, it wasn't normal. But see, when something happens that's not normal, usually what happens is people get afraid. Just like Mary, she was afraid. The angel said, fear not. Don't be afraid, Mary. Even though this isn't normal, it's not like it usually is. I didn't show up like I'm supposed to have shown up. See, see when God does things in your life, it's not going to be normal. Matter of fact, God gives you a vision. I guarantee you it will be contrary to what is normal. And what we have here is the story of a little bitty girl that had a little bitty mindset. Living in a little bitty town outside the main road. 
She didn't have a great destiny in her mind. She didn't have posters up of, of being the mother of all living. She saw herself as just one of the little, normal, average girls in town. Going to church or synagogue. An average mindset. See, there's an enemy in the church. It's called average. And when you hear a word from the Lord, it will be not normal to you. It will cause you to be afraid and you have an opportunity to receive the word or not. Let's see what happens. It goes on and says, and then the angel said to her in verse 30, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? Stop right here. We need to understand that. See, the, one of the reasons that God called Mary is because she didn't know how it was going to happen. See, there's a reason she was called virgin. Because she didn't know. She didn't have previous knowledge of how to accomplish it. See, when God calls you and God put, gives you a vision or gives you, calls you something, He's not going to call you to do what you already know how to do. Think about that. He's not going to call you to do something you already know how to do. See, Mary had no understanding how to give birth without knowing a man. See, God's call for your life most likely isn't going to be according to what you already know how to do. The Bible says lean not to your own understanding. He doesn't want you to understand how. See, some of you have been given a word. Some of you, at one time in your life, you were given a word of some kind. The word, this word, got into your life somehow. But you didn't know how to do it. So you didn't give birth. See, this is normal Christianity. This isn't... See, what's normal to God is not normal to us. What's normal to us is not normal to God. We need to learn. We need to live in God's realm and not ours. Let's go ahead. See, because Mary didn't know, she didn't have any understanding, she had no prior experience. See, there, there are people that are called to pastor that have no prior experience. 
There are people called to lay their hands on the sick that have no prior experience, but they're scared too. See, they're afraid. They've heard the word, but because it's not normal to lay your hands on the sick, it created fear because it took you out of your comfort zone. The word will take you out of your comfort zone. I don't like going to that church. I don't feel comfortable. That's the church you need to be into. Christianity is not a self-improvement program. Verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month. Everybody say sixth. The sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, what we've seen here in this passage of Scripture, we've, the perfect example of grace is how God came in and spoke His... See, grace to me, my understanding of grace is God's ability and our inability. It's what God's able to do. And so the first part of this story is God's ability working in Mary without merit. I mean, it's just God's grace. She didn't have the ability to be blessed amongst the women of the world. She didn't have that ability. She didn't have the mindset. She didn't have the... There was never a picture painted for her before for that to happen. So what had to happen was God, through His grace, gave her a vision that she could... This is what was going to happen. So she had to get a hold of that with her faith. She had to agree to what God was doing. Here's the word. She received it into her life, but her mentality had to change. She had, she had to quit seeing herself as a little bitty girl in a little bitty place. Listen, in a couple scriptures, she went from a little bitty girl in a little bitty place, from a little bitty town with a little bitty mindset, with little bitty friends and little bitty family, to the blessed among women. Come on! Something had to happen up here. Up here. Something had to change. But see, if you allow the Word to get in your life, to, to be planted in you, you're going to start seeing yourself different. Your identities... See, she, saw her, she didn't see herself as a little bitty, not just down the road little girl. She started seeing herself as God saw her being blessed. Amen. What changed her heart was not the surroundings. What changed her opinion about herself was hearing that God called her blessed. What's God's opinion about her? When you start seeing yourself according to the way Almighty God sees you, things will begin to change in your life. 
Come on. Word will begin to be come up from what's inside you. See, we've all heard the word, and there's word in there that's going to come out. My job is not to tell you what's wrong with you. You know why? Because I'm going to miss something. <laughs> My job is to tell you what's right with you. How God sees you. You're called. See, just like Mary was called, the Bible says you're called. Just like Mary was chosen, you've been chosen. The Bible says you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Before the foundations of the world, He called you by name. Well, I don't know. That kind of goes against normal. I don't have that kind of education to believe that one. I haven't been to Bible school or any school. Listen, don't limit God to where you're from. Don't limit God to who your parents are or are not. Don't limit God to your education. God's will for your life is beyond your parents, beyond your education, beyond where you're from. It's beyond you or it's not God. It better be beyond normal. And guess what? Church better not be normal. I have a personal agenda to make that happen. Because I'm not normal. Amen. Okay. I had to pay them to say that one. All right. Let's go on and read some more. There's six things here. Verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, when she asked, how can this be? Number one, first of all, for you to fulfill the will of God in your life or to walk in purpose, to walk in destiny, to complete God. For, for you to receive a word and make it come to pass, number one, you're going to need the Holy Spirit. It says right there. She said, how will this be? Number one, the Holy Spirit. There it is. You're going to need the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power. You're going to need the power. You're going to need the Holy Spirit and you're going to need power to fulfill the word in your life. This is the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived. Stop right here. This is vitally important. This is where the fun begins. Not only are you going to need the Holy Spirit, not only are you going to need power, but you're going to need an example. Amen. See, Elizabeth was six months ahead of Mary. See, Elizabeth was barren. And she had a, a miraculous conception in her already. Six months ahead. She had experience of a miracle. And God said, consider Elizabeth. So in other words, for you, when you get a word of the Lord, God is going to confirm it through somebody else and some other means. In other words, He's not going to leave you out by yourself. 
But listen, he's going to give you something that's not normal, and he's going to take you and give you somebody that's not normal to hang around that's been ahead of you about six months ahead. In other words, you need, if God gives you something to do, if God gives you a word of healing in your life, you need to get every book you can or get around people that had healing in their life and hang around them. Look what happens. I, I, I have to set this down. I'm sorry. Please, I am a family man. Don't misunderstand me. But if Mary would have stayed at home around normal, she would have aborted. She had to get around people or a person that is already walking in the faith that she was being called to walk in because sometimes, not in this church, of course, but family, will just, they don't have the faith. They weren't given the word, and you get all excited about what God's doing. Oh, no, no, you don't have that kind of education. Listen, listen, if Mary would have stayed in the realm of normal, they would have stoned her because it was normal. Someone didn't get that. It was normal for unwed teenagers if they ended up getting pregnant without being wed to be stoned. That was normal. You know what will kill the word in you? Normal. normal will destroy the word hearing normal comments reminding you of your past not your future making you see yourself according to what was normal instead of the way God sees you the very life of God was given to Mary and she had to get away. The scripture says, with haste. What's that mean? She got away from what was normal quickly and hung around somebody that was ahead of her. And she learned. Matter of fact, we're not going to take the time to read it because it, but, but it's all in there. You know the story. What happened? What happened to Elizabeth? Mary shows up to Elizabeth, who's already six months pregnant. Do the math. What happens in Mary, who was once barren? She's walking in a miracle birth. She's an older lady. She's not supposed to be given birth at this age. She's not supposed to be even pregnant. She's already six months. She's probably out to here. Mary shows up. And as soon as her greeting reaches the ears of Elizabeth, the baby leaps in her womb. I believe. I don't have documentation of this. But I believe that was the first time she felt her baby kick. See, what that tells us is this. What you hear affects what's inside. Oh, 
See, there's, there's probably 25 messages in this one passage. I mean, this, we're just giving you what you hear affects what's on side you. Do you hear you're no good, not worthy? What do you tell yourself? What do you hear you tell yourself? I can't do that. I don't have that kind of education. I've never prayed for anybody. I can't go love that person because I don't feel very loved myself. That's normal. And it will kill the life of God in you. It will kill the very word of God. You've got to get free from normal. Makes me want to scream. Christians are living in a world called normal. That's not the way we've done it in church. Oh, did I? I'll probably hear that next year or two. <laughs> Week, month. <laughs> well, that's not normal. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> You're right. I don't want it to be normal. Does anybody want? Um, don't, don't don't raise your hands, please. I don't want to. Say, I don't want to be influenced by. by I hope you don't want life to be normal. I want it to be super normal. Full of signs, wonders, and miracles. With the life of God. See, the scripture says, when you believe in the word, as the scripture says to believe, rivers of living water. What's the name of this church? Come on. There better be some. We better. We better be. We better be believing in Jesus as the Scripture says to believe, not as tradition has told us to believe. Come on. Because Jesus said it's the traditions of men that make the word of God of no effect. Did I say that again? I'm meddling already. Anyway, let's get back to the word. So here we have Mary coming alongside Elizabeth. See, not only is Elizabeth helping Mary fertilize and nourish the word that's in her, but Mary is helping Elizabeth come to full term. Notice, Elizabeth didn't come looking for Mary. Mary went looking for Elizabeth. And as soon as she heard, she felt that life, whether it was the first time or not, it doesn't matter. I just like to think it that way. But life happened. She felt the response of the confirmation that God was doing something in her. Now, as soon as the scripture says, and you can read it, it says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. There it is again, being filled with the Holy Ghost. As soon as the voice came to her and she heard it, she was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak a, word, a prophetic word, uh, a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. How else did she know that the mother of her Lord, Lord had just shown up? How did she know? Was she there in the room when the angel showed up to Mary? No, no, because, because the evidence of the Holy Spirit, she didn't go off in tongues. Nothing wrong with tongues. I'm a tongue talker myself. But the first evidence of the Holy Spirit in Elizabeth's life was the prophetic word of knowledge and word of wisdom. 
read it. Wow. So what you see happening here is this beautiful story of how God spoke a word, said, here is my, this is what I can do. This is how I see you. And then spoke a word, gave Mary a vision of her life with the word in her, being the mother, I mean, being the blessed of all women, the, 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 the mother of the Savior of the world. How Mary began to change her mindset, begin to see herself differently, begin to respond to what the Word said. She immediately, see, you're going to need the Holy Spirit, power, relationship, that's the third thing, that's what happened right here, confirmation, and then she began to change her own identity. She began to agree with the way God saw her. Let me read it for you. Verse 37. For with God nothing is impossible. There's that confirmation of the word. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant ser- maid of the... Had she ever seen herself as the maidservant of the Lord before? No! She saw herself as a little bitty girl, a little bitty place in the party. See, see, in this passage of Scripture, you see three things also. Here's a whole other series that you can teach on. And we're going to talk about this January 3rd. We're going to begin this process. But every, See, God spoke peace to the individual. He spoke peace to the shepherds. It's called a group. And He spoke peace to the world. Peace to the individual peace to the group and peace to the world because the individual was afraid so were the shepherds and so was the world but God declared peace January 3rd you don't want to miss the series declaring God's peace to the individual to the group and to the world So Mary's verse 38, then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be according. Let it be to me according to your word. The title of this message is Be It Unto Me. See, when you're given the word, we have a choice in life to receive it or not. Mary was able to receive it because she saw herself. She identified with herself as God saw her. And she was convinced that nothing was impossible for God. And this little bitty girl in this little bitty place, and with this little bitty mindset that was just living in a world of normal, she was just going to marry some normal person, carpenter named Joseph, and live a normal little life, and hopefully have normal little kids. Anybody having normal kids? (laughs) But then she saw herself as God saw her. She accepted the grace of God, His ability. Saw herself the way God saw her. And said, be it unto me. According to your word 
not what's normal. All right, God, but keep it normal. God's word is going to work outside the realm of normal. God's word will catapult you outside of your realm of understanding. Throughout the Bible, God has called people who saw themselves Gideon. God called him a mighty man of valor. He didn't see himself that way. David, youngest in his household, smallest. Come on. Changing the mentality. Seeing life different by seeing yourself different. Look over here at verse 42. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and saying, Blessed are you among women and blessed are the fruit of your womb. But why is it granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Verse 45. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. What if she wouldn't have believed? The fulfillment of the word of the Lord was based on her believing it. The fulfillment of the word of the Lord in your life is dependent Upon you believing it. See, before the foundations of the world, God had us in Him, chosen to be loved by Him for all eternity, and had this plan to walk in the cool of the evening, and we messed up. Sent His Son, just like they showed up here. That was, that was so right. Wants to walk with us in the wants to be a we're, we're supposed to be a bride for all eternity. God's will is for all men to be saved, but it's to them whom believe. God's will is for all. Listen, Jesus Christ died for people's health and healing. God's will is for all men to be healthy, healed, delivered, saved, prospered. Walking in life and liberty. It's His will, but it's to them who believe. Mandy, I've got a word for you. God wants you to be well. God doesn't want the doctors and the drugs to get the glory. Listen, there's a word. And God's waiting for you to say, be it unto. See, there's healing inside you right now. There's healing inside you. You're not to live with it. Don't let that thing go away. Get rid of That's normal. That thought will kill the word. Don't ever think that. I don't know if anybody's spoken that, but don't think it. He's going to get the glory. Be it unto me. Be it unto me. Be it unto me. Be it unto me, people. Come on. I'm not here to be a preacher. I don't want to be a preacher.
normal. I want the life of God. I want the power of God to manifest in my hands. I want to make a difference in this world. Why just be normal? Oh, oh, Israel. The ones that you have at your touch, the minds that you have been placed with, the young people of this generation, don't try to make them be normal. They're fighting normal, aren't they? Let them go. Just direct them in the Holy Ghost. Let them break. Old folks, quit trying to make young people normal. I hope they don't become like us. (laughs) I was in, what's the town up here? Caddo? I was in Caddo yesterday eating at the Dairy Queen. Having a fish sandwich. I learned something. You don't go to Caddo, Dairy Queen, to have a fish sandwich. (laughs) I like the little town, but they don't make good fish sandwiches. (laughs) You go to a fish place. (laughs) the revelation just hit the front row (laughs) but it was so unique we walked in and God just showed me this picture it was such a great picture they had all the wisdom in town on one end next to the you know it overlooks the beautiful view from up there overlooking the the rest of Oklahoma that way (laughs) And they were trying not to, but they kept looking this way at the young folks that were in the front. And then the whole restaurant was in between. This great gap, this generational gap. I couldn't figure out the ones in the front either. I tried not to look, though. But it was obvious that there was a great generation gap. Wondering what? What's wrong with those? And those were going, what's wrong with those? Nothing. They just need the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter how old they are. See, I believe age is an attitude in the mind. Here's the definition of age. You will have grown old when you look back more than you're looking forward. Has nothing to do with your birth date. If you see more people getting healed in your life than you have in the past, you're going to stay young. has nothing to do with age. All right. Look what happens right here. It says in verse 45, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. Because why? She believed. 46 is so... We're not going to read all of this, but it's called Mary's song. And it says, And my... And Mary said, my soul magnifies. Everybody say magnify. My soul magnifies. Her soul, which I understand you already know, we're a three-part being. Your soul is your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and your will. She, in other words, she was saying her emotions were being carried away. It's magnifying God. See, Psalms 34 says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. It says, oh, ma-. See, if you can magnify something, you can demagnify something. How do you magnify something? You make it larger, louder, and mightier. Yes! 
church should be a place when, when it says old magnet, we should be the loudest place in town. We should be shouting His praises, shouting His glory, making a hoopla about His life in us. See, but Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Why? Because her spirit had already rejoiced. Her magnified, what was happening inside of her, her emotions were coming out because she knew something had happened in the realm of the spirit. See, when you know you've been healed in here, let it out. Mary was just, what, the person we prayed for this morning, read, listen, I believe with all my heart, as Mary meditated, she heard Elizabeth said, Blessed, everything's going to happen because of, cause you believe. And she's, she's like, Oh, my, yes, yes, it's going to happen. Thank you, Jesus. She had to express the life of God that was begging to come out. The word had come alive, and she had to let it out. The Bible says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to talk about God. The reason we're not talking about God is because there's no life in there. There's no abundance. We've killed the Word of God because we just want to be normal. It's your choice. It's your choice to be normal or not. I am, it said in my resume, didn't it? I am not your normal. I warned you. Read it again. You still got time. I'm not your normal package preacher. Huh. Normal is not in my <laughs> repertoire. She begins to magnify. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in my Savior. Now, down here in verse 56, it says, And Mary returned, uh, remained with her about three months. Now, Elizabeth was already six months. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months. Nine, at least. Now, she wouldn't have left. Now, some see, what we need to understand is that when it says now Elizabeth's full-time, see, in verse 57 it says now she gave birth, kind of like after Mary left, but it really wasn't that way. Mary stayed with Elizabeth through the birth. This is just another recounting of what took place, okay? So Mary was there during the time of birth. So that means Mary was there, Mary was how, how many months pregnant? If she was with, she got the word, you know, she went with haste, she was there three months through the, through the birth, maybe four months. There's really not for sure. Uh, theologians are still trying to figure out exactly how far along. But guess what? When she got home, she didn't have to tell anybody that something had happened in her. See, you're not going to have to tell anybody that something's happened in you if you nurture the Word. Mandy's not going to have to tell somebody that she's healed because they're going to see it. 
your son's not going to have to tell anybody because they're going to hear about it. Signs, wonders. Oh, here's some revelation. Oh, we'll get to that. Turn with Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. We're almost done. This was the introduction. Luke chapter 2. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were what? They were afraid. Everybody go like this. There's the group of a bunch of individuals. And they were afraid. Why? Because it wasn't normal to have angels show up in the middle of the night. Listen, for 400 years, no one had recorded God speaking. America's not even 400 years old. For longer than the life of America, God hadn't spoken to a special chosen people. And all of a sudden, from heaven, and by the way, January 3rd, it wasn't the devil that the people were scared of. They didn't talk about the devil in the Old Testament. They were scared of God. And God was speaking. Why were they afraid? Because it wasn't normal. One of these years we're going to give you, we're going to share a message with you on unsilent your night. Because even though it's a nice song called Silent Night, it wasn't silent at all. Period. We got, see, traditions, shepherds are doing this, sneaking up to the manger, don't want to wake the baby. Come on, all of heaven had just opened up and thousands of angels had just declared glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward Christians. Amen. Peace with the individual. Peace to the shepherds and peace to the world. And we're telling them how to fear, be scared of God. That's normal. Tell the world what's not normal. There's peace. Come on. The Bible even says shepherds, see, read what it says. It says, when the shepherds heard the angels, they went to see Matter of fact, the angel said this. The angel said, this will be a sign unto you. The birth of Jesus Christ was not a miracle. It was a sign that a miracle had taken place. The miracle was the conception. The conception of the Word of God in Mary's life. The miracle is, so you've already got your miracle. I'm praying for the sign. I'm praying for the miracle to take place in your life. The conception of the Word of God coming alive inside your soul, in here. And hopefully the fellowship of the saints will cause the sign to be made manifest. That you'll be healing the sick, raising the dead, loving the unlovable. Ministries will flourish from here. 
going. It won't be about dragging people to church. It'll be taking the church out there where they're at. Having the signs show up out there. Taking the life out of here into the world. Come on. It was, it was a sign. The angel said it was a sign that a miracle had already taken place. I believe with all my heart that we're to take signs out there. And they can wonder, wow, how can I have that happen in my life? That's what we call signs in. Matter of fact, we're, 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 right on, we're right on the highway. You know what a sign does? All a sign does is indicate a direction. Signs are to indicate directions to God. To His love. His goodness. His grace. That's what signs are. To get the world to see His goodness and His grace. Now, we're almost... Yep, right on time. This is what we need to see, church. Turn with me to Matthew. Back in, uh, go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter, chapter two. Verse nineteen of, of Luke chapter two. It says that, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them. In the heart. Where did she ponder them? In her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God. That sounds like a silent night, doesn't it? <clears throat> In the book of Matthew. Chapter 2. Now see, most nativity scenes show that the wise men are showing up at the manger. But you realize there's no truth to that. Okay? You probably already know that. So let's start with chapter 2 in the book of Matthew. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, be, uh, behold, wise men from the east, everybody say east, came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he has been born king of the Jews? And see, it goes on to say that they had come to what? To worship. Their purpose, their whole reason for taking a trip. See, it wasn't three wise men. We always think there's three because of three gifts. But what you need to understand about this period of time, nobody traveled by themselves. Nobody did like we would do today, just jump in the car, go somewhere. They traveled in caravans for safety. There wasn't three wise men. There were wise men coming from the east that way. And their purpose was to worship Jesus. It wasn't to bring gifts. Their purpose was to worship. And the expression of their worship was the bringing of gifts. See, Jesus was born into a family of a poor carpenter's son. But as soon as... You're not ready for this. You guys ready for it? Mary and Joseph just live a normal life. 
that's going to pay bills. Go on. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. Have some kids and die. They were told to go to Egypt. What's a carpenter do for work in Egypt? That's how my brain thinks. There's no wood. What's a carpenter work with? Wood. See, right here, when Mary said, be it unto me, the camels started coming. God's provision for his vision was on the way. They had no means to live in Egypt for two years, but because gold, frankincense, and myrrh showed up, they had everything and more. See, they were a poor carpenter son. When Jesus is in the house, there's prosperity. There's more than enough. God provides for his vision. Listen, when she said, be it unto me, the camels got up and started the trip. It just wasn't a little piece of gold. It, wasn't, it was camels full of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The three most, not just expensive, but worldwide easiest to trade. When you believe the word, begins to take place. It begins to activate. The ca- Listen, the, they, they guesstimate Jesus was somewhere between one and two years old when the, when the caravan got there. That's why they killed all the babies under two years old. Because they were trying to, they weren't for sure, but they're going to get him. No, because they went to Egypt and God provided everything they had need of the whole way. Oh, come on, church. When you believe the word of God, the camels are coming. The camels are coming. Everything that you have need of. I don't understand. Good. That means it's God. That's not normal. Good. That means it's God. That means I'm going to have to depend on somebody else. Good. That means it's God. Come on, church. I want you to know the camels are coming. The camels are coming. See, the individual has a chance to believe. The group has a chance to believe. And the world has a chance to believe. And the camels are coming. Merry Christmas. This really is how the Word is supposed to work in your life. It's the perfect example. It says in verse 11, And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented the gifts 
to him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Your giving is not to get God to do anything. Your giving is because you love him. And you respond to him. And you participate in his word. And see it come to pass. The shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. They heard about this. As soon as they confirmed it, they saw it. You know what the Bible says? They went and told everybody in town. It wasn't quiet that night. They woke up everybody. I don't think they had to be woken up. I think the angels woke them up. And people were wondering, what the heck is going on? And the shepherds went and said, listen, we just saw him, the Savior of the world. When you leave this place, do you take the word that's been birthed in you? Have you heard the word? Are you going to tell anybody? See, it's normal not to tell anybody. It's normal not to get excited about the living God. It's normal not to be affected by church. But who's here to do church? I'm not. I'm not here to do church at all. I'm here to break normal. I want to have Christmas every day of my life. Christmas to me is hearing the word, receiving it, believing it, getting around other people that believe it and receive it, and then watching the signs and wonders manifest of what's already taken place inside me. That's Christian Living 101. Get used to it. Father, we thank you for this opportunity you've given us this morning to gather together as a family. As believers, we surrender our traditions to you. We surrender what is normal. God, we don't want normal no more. We break free from normal. We break free from religion, tradition. We desire your power. Holy Spirit, Bring your power. We believe. Be it unto me. Be it unto this family. Be it unto this community. Be it unto the world around us. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory. And may we never settle for normal again. I pray that you'll lead us across those people that are ahead of us so we can come alongside them, help them fulfill their vision. And in return, our vision will come to pass. Show us the relationships that we're to be involved with. Get us away. Father, show us the people that we're supposed to leave because they're killing the word inside of us. May the family tie not be stronger than the tie with your word. May we believe your word 
instead of normal. And all God's people said, Amen. Merry Christmas. I want you to stand up, hug someone. Now, it is normal to do certain things, but I believe with all my heart that God's Word's working in you right now. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. I know that Melissa and Noah have done a wonderful job at bringing people in. The first time I came back to this church, there was probably 15 people. And it stayed that way for a while. And I just want to thank them for bringing these people in and y'all for Amen. your congregation to grow further. Amen. And I think with you Amen. and you, Amen. we can fill this whole church That's right. to the beam. Amen. 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 And again, listen, this, this is not about me. This is about you. Melissa.